Hey everybody, this is Dick Buttons and you have turned into the world according to Dick Buttons. And welcome to episode 9. Episode 9. Pretty amazing. At least for me. Now, I was very excited about prepping for this week's episode because about, I think it was episode 3 where I tackled the top 10 movies of all time. Oh, and I caught all sorts of flack from friends and co-workers about the movies I selected. So when I dove into this week's subject matter, I got really excited. And that subject matter is the top 10 sitcoms of all time. Now, being a pop culture enthusiast as I am, I grew up watching a lot of TV. Uh, I had decades of material to choose from, and I didn't limit it to now. I went back and I put together a list that I feel makes the top 10 sitcoms of all time. So let's get started. Number 10, I Love Lucy. This aired on CBS from 1951 to 1957, lasting six seasons and 180 episodes. This is the oldest entry on my list, and it follows the life of Lucy Ricardo and her antics as she navigates her life with her husband, Ricky Ricardo, along with her friend, Ethel, and her husband, Fred. I Love Lucy serves as the framework for what makes an entertaining and memorable sitcom. The cast, Lucy Ricardo, played by Lucille Ball, Ricky Ricardo by Desi Arnaz, Ethel Mertz by Vivian Vance, and Fred Mertz by William Frawley. Lucy is naive and she is ambitious, with a zeal for stardom and a knack for getting both herself and her husband into trouble whenever she yearns to make it in show business. This was the show that truly invented the situation comedy. Lucy was the show that truly put forth a situation each week and built a plot around it. Whether it was switching jobs, breaking into show business, or just getting into trouble, Lucy and Ricky were the couple for this show. I always enjoyed watching it whenever it was on, especially the episodes that were from Little Ricky on. This show is a timeless classic and will always span the generations. And many, many of the shows on this list stole from this and looked to this for guidance on how to be a great show. Some fun facts. CBS did not think Americans would buy the fact that Lucy was married to a foreign man. Wow, welcome to the 50s, of course. And only Lucy was allowed to make fun of Ricky's fractured English. Wow, they were PC even back in the 50s. There's a little bit of foreshadowing for you. Number nine, All in the Family. This also aired on CBS from 1971 to 79 for eight seasons, 205 episodes. And after the death of Gene Stapleton, the show continued from 1979 to 83 under the title Archie Bunker's Place. The cast, Archie Bunker, played by Carol O'Connor, Edith Bunker, played by Gene Stapleton, Gloria Stivic, played by Sally Struthers, Mike Stivic, Meathead, played by Rob Reiner, and George Jefferson, played by Sherman Hemsley. That's right, George Jefferson started on All in the Family, and the Jeffersons were spawn or spin-off from this show. Archie Bunker represented the typical American bigot. There must have been millions of men in the country that were like him. The show demonstrated how ridiculous prejudice and bigotry are and how they continue to keep the country from coming together. Wow. 
Doesn't seem like that much has changed since the 70s, does it? There has never been a sitcom as socially significant as this one. One of my absolute favorites. Simply no other show dealt with racism, sexism, liberal elitism, class homophobia, the generation gap, and reality as it is on the ground in America better than all in the family did. It blew the door off the hinges of any remaining concept of a sanitized family hour on television. Until another show later on in this list. There was a lot of painful infected boils were lanced, which had laid bare by the Vietnam War and the race riots of the 70s. Viewing all in the family was still a form of socio-political catharsis. In the 70s, older adults and their children and grandchildren saw each other more honestly by sharing the laughter of this unique, groundbreaking sitcom. Nothing before it since has been equaled. Some fun facts about All in the Family. The original casting of Archie was supposed to go to Mickey Rooney, but he turned it down. When they offered it to Carol O'Connor, he was living in Italy at the time, and he accepted the role on one condition, that the producers would pay for his flight back to Italy if the pilot was not picked up. Obviously it was. And Archie Bunker's original name was Archie Justice. Glad they went with Bunker. All right, number eight. Happy Days. This aired on ABC from 1974 to 1984 for 11 seasons. 255 episodes. This show is set in Milwaukee during the 1950s. The series revolves around teenager Richie Cunningham and his family, his father Howard, who owns a hardware store, traditional homemaker and mother Marion, younger sister Joni, and Richie's older brother, Chuck, who was briefly in seasons one and two only, then disappearing from storylines afterward. And a high school dropout, leather jacket-clad greaser mechanic, and suave ladies' man named Fonzie, who would eventually become Richie's best friend and the Cunningham's over-the-garage tenant. The cast, Richie Cunningham, played by Ron Howard, Fonzie, played by Henry Winkler, Mr. Cunningham, played by Tom Bosley, Mrs. Cunningham, played by Marion Ross. Joni Cunningham, played by Aaron Moran. And Arnold, played by Pat Morita. This is one of the greatest shows of the 70s. Many people think of it as a simple comedy. But in the early years, this series tackled some of the serious issues as racism and nuclear war. The strength of this show was the friendship between Richie and Fonzie. The chemistry between Ron Howard and Henry Winkler made this show a classic. Unfortunately, after Howard left, they tried to keep the show going focusing on Joni and Chachi, but that's when the wheels came off and the show went downhill. However, don't ignore this show just because of the final years. I do believe Richie came back for the last episode, though. Some fun facts about Happy Days. Happy Days was supposed to be set in the 20s, not the 50s. And although Fonzie loved motorcycles in the show, Henry Winkler was terrified of them. Most of the scenes of Fonzie riding on motorcycles were shot with a bike attached to a platform while being pulled by a truck. The first two seasons of Happy Days were filmed using a single camera setup and a laugh track. One episode of season two, Fonzie Gets Married, was filmed in front of a studio audience with three cameras as a test run. From the third season on, the show was a three-camera production in front of a live audience. All right, 
some of my friends or coworkers are going to say, oh, we made it into the, the uh, better century now. Number seven, Cheers. Cheers aired on NBC from 1982 to 1993, lasting 11 seasons with 273 episodes. As the sitcom that not only brought viewers the legendary Ted Danson, but also spawned a sitcom called Frasier, Cheers gave audiences a bit of everything in the series. The characters shared their lives and stories with each other while spending time and working at the bar where everybody knows your name. The cast... Sam Malone, played by Ten Danson. Diane Chambers, played by Shelley Long. Norm Peterson, played by George Wendt. Coach Ernie, played by Nicholas Colasanto. Rebecca Howe, played by Kirstie Alley, rest in peace, uh, who replaced Shelley Long when she left after a contract dispute. And Woody Boyd, played by Woody Harrelson. Cheers was an instant classic. It appealed to just about everyone who watched it because it centered around characters that everybody was able to to resonate with. The show allowed viewers to feel like regulars of the bar themselves and one of the very first workplace comedies. It paved the way for many other shows that followed. For me, Cheers is one of the best sitcoms because it maintains a consistent tone and caliber from the first episode to the last and offers the viewer precisely the mental escape it offers the bar's clientele. If you're feeling anxious or stressed, just watch one cold open and the theme song. You'll feel better. And then you'll smile. The difference between Cheers and about 90% of the other sitcoms that have come and gone is that Cheers, nothing seemed forced. Characters interact with such chemistry that you have to do is tune in and it feels like you're sitting at the bar listening to your best friend tell tales. Some fun facts. Sam Malone was originally supposed to be a professional football player. And John Ratzenberger, his character Cliff, most of those fun facts were ad-libbed. I can imagine being on that set, and I wonder how many takes they did of him just saying stuff, in which they'd be fun to uh, see that process, how they picked what they used for the show. All right, number six. And, you know, as I, I was putting this list together, all of these shows on this list are classics, and I, I agonized over where to put them on this list, because when I'm about to do number six here, I'm thinking, wow, that, that actually could have been higher, but when you... When you see the shows that come after this, hopefully you agree with me. Number six, Married with Children. This aired on Fox from 1987 to 1997, lasting 11 seasons and 259 episodes. It is the longest lasting live action sitcom on Fox. And it is the first show to be broadcast on the network's primetime programming slot. It was a mean, spirited and misogynistic show. It was just so completely inappropriate. Married with Children opened the door for comedies like Two and a Half Men and Bing Bang Theory later on. It was the first comedy to really step over the line and make you laugh. The cast, Al Bundy by Ed O'Neill, who, you know, after this went on to another sitcom masterpiece, um, Modern Family. Peg Bundy by Katie Segal. Bud by David Faustino. And Kelly... Uh, the daughter, and now her name is escaping me. You believe that? Anyway, Christina Applegate. Thank you, Christina Applegate. Uh, this is, to me, the Beatles and the Elvis of sitcoms. Every show that came up after Married with Children has to live up to it, but they never will be able to do it. It is raw and funny, 
and is still playing on networks all these years later. Married with Children came out at a time when all the other family sitcoms were sickly sweet and correct. Shows like The Cosby Show and Different Strokes, Married with Children was different. It dared to push the envelope of what was considered, at the time, right and proper. The family wasn't nice to each other all the time, or even any of the time. And the show had more real feel to it as a result of that. I still laugh when I, when I come across episodes. It, it, it is very funny. Some fun facts about Married with Children. Ed O'Neill's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame is in front of a shoe store. Well played. The show was pitched originally as Sam Kinison with, as Al and Roseanne Barr as Peggy. Can you imagine that? I can't. Michael Richards actually auditioned to play Al. It was uncovered later on that Ed O'Neill did not get along with actress Amanda Bierce who portrayed Marcy, Darcy. They just did not get along. And believe it or not, the first working title of this show was not The Cosbys. Funny, I get where they were going, but I'm glad they went with Married with Children. One of my favorite episodes is when Santa fell out of the helicopter and landed in the Bundy's backyard. I thought that was hilarious. All right, we are halfway home, guys, halfway. We're getting to the elite of the elite. Number five, Everybody Loves Raymond. Aired on CBS from 1996 to 2005, spanning over nine seasons and 210 episodes. Everybody Loves Raymond is a Phil Rosenthal production, also uh, worked with Worldwide Pants, which is David Letterman's company. Uh, This show centers around the life of Raymond Barone, a sports writer for Newsday, living with his family on Long Island. Beleaguered, indifferent, dryly sarcastic, Raymond takes few things seriously, making jokes in nearly every situation, no matter how troubling or serious. The cast? Ray Barone, played by Ray Romano. Deborah Barone, played by Patricia Heaton. Robert Barone, played by Brad Garrett. Marie Barone, played by Doris Roberts. And Frank Barone, played by Peter Boyle. I just absolutely love the characters on this show. I just recently finished re-watching every, every season, every episode this show still holds up. The scripts were smart. The timing between the characters was absolutely fantastic. Most of these nine episodes, uh, nine seasons, were filmed in front of a live studio audience with a, with a couple of exceptions. So the accolades for this show, during the nine seasons, Everybody Loves Raymond was nominated for 69 primetime Emmys, winning 15 of them including 10 for acting. The series was also nominated for 21 Screen Actor Guild Awards with only one win. Some fun facts. Ray Romano really has a brother called Robert. Ray Barone was initially imagined to be played by Danny DeVito. And it was nearly an Everybody Hates Robert spinoff. Now, I like Brad Garrett, and I think that might have worked. I don't know why. I have to do some more research why that didn't. Can you imagine? Everybody hates Robert. All right. Number four. We're getting there. Number four is Frasier. Aired on NBC from 1993 to 2004 for 11 seasons with 264 episodes. The spinoff of Cheers, centering on Dr. Frasier Crane, 
Frazier follows the titular character as he moves to Seattle to begin a new life as a therapist on a radio show. The cast, Frazier Crane, played by Kelsey Grammer, Niles Crane, played by David Hyde Pierce, Daphne Moon, played by John Leaves, Roz Doyle, played by Perry Dilpin, and Martin Crane, played by John Mahoney. Rest in peace. This show was unusual for its time, being that it followed characters that were seemingly unrelatable to the common viewer. However, it managed to show viewers that even those who seem to be successful and have it all together still struggle with the same day-to-day obstacles that the common, everyday person deals with. Frasier has left an incredible impact on American television. This is also a show that could easily have been higher up on this list for me. The timing of the main cast members in this show is impeccable. I love Kelsey Grammer. They're doing a reboot uh, continuation. I think he's the only one that's in it, but I can't wait. I love this show from top to finish. I finished rewatching all 11 seasons, I think, last year. And if you remember, there were always people calling into the show. The KAC callers. And you just thought they were voices, but these were actually celebrities. And those celebrities include Gillian Anderson, Kevin Bacon, Holly Berry, Mel Brooks, Cindy Crawford, Billy Crystal, Phil Donahue, David Duchovny, Hilary Duff, Olympia Dukakis, Carrie Fisher, and Jodie Foster, to name a few. So if you ever turn on a show, and you know that's probably one of the parts you're maybe not paying attention, you're looking at your phone, playing a game, but see if you could pick out who those voices are. As far as accolades go, 37 Emmy wins showing that it is indeed deserving to be ranked as a fan-favorite series. And pretty high on my list as well. Some fun facts about Frasier. Lisa Kudrow was originally cast as Roz Doyle. And oddly enough, the character of Niles was not part of the original concept for the show. Frasier had told his bar friends on Cheers that he was an only child. So that was a way... And I'm glad they did, because the character of Niles plays off of Frasier hilariously. And I don't think the show would have worked without him. And how about this? Grammer is the first actor to score Emmy nominations for playing the same character on three different series. Cheers, Frasier, and Wings. I think he had a one, it was a one-off on Wings or a recurring role, but he had an Emmy nomination for each. All right, this is where it gets tough, guys. I- I'm going to say this, and I'm being totally honest. These next three shows, the top three, probably, we could argue, could be anywhere in that one, two, three spot. I agonize deeply on how to uh, categorize these and where to put them, but this is what I came up with. Number three, The Simpsons. Running from 1989... To who knows? It's still on. This debuted as shorts on the Tracy Ullman show in 1987. And in 1989, the shorts were spun off into the series. The Simpsons, which debuted on December 17, 1989. Since then, the series has aired over over 728 episodes, 33 seasons, and a film that was released in 2007. As the longest-running sitcom in television history... The Simpsons continues to leave a lasting impact on everyone who watches it, 
The animated comedy focuses on the Simpsons family and how their varying personalities tend to get them in trouble. We all know the characters. We all have our favorites. Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, the comic book guy, Apu. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Hey, listen, even a callback. Kelsey Grammer played a big role in this as Sideshow Bob. The Simpsons stands apart from the other top-ranking series because its over-the-top nature allows the audience to pull themselves out of their world and into the world of a show where just about anything can happen. Its success has led to the creation of many other adult-oriented animated series. Despite its long run, it has managed to avoid becoming becoming stale and has sustained its place in relevance by constantly evolving and innovating. And there are some people who think the Simpsons and the writers have predicted the future. I mean, there's a website. Just go to the things that aired on their show and that actually came true many, many, many years later. I think in like a 100 years, The Simpsons is still going to be recognized by future generations. Can you say the same of Friends or Two and a Half Men? I don't think so. The Simpsons is a worldwide phenomenon and is going to be used in the future for historians and scientists to study human behavior. I believe that. Some accolades, 34 Primetime Emmy Awards and a Peabody Award in a 1999 issue celebrating the 20th century greatest achievements in arts and entertainment. Some fun facts. Moe's telephone number at Moe's Tavern is 764-84377, which is one digit more than the U.S. number. That way, when people tried to call it, nothing would happen. Well, they, they'd probably still get called, but... Uh, Matt Groening is the voice behind Maggie's sucking sound. Imagine getting that voice credit. And it was also the highest rated show on Fox until 1995. I, this easily could have been number one, but there is a one... I, someone's going to fight me on that, but these top three was tough to do. All right. Top two. Here we go. We're going back now. Number two, The Odd Couple. This aired on ABC from 1970 to 1975. It only lasted five seasons and 114 episodes. The success of the 1968 film version of the stage play, The Odd Couple, which starred Jack Lemmon as Felix and Walter Matthiel as Oscar, catalyzed the production of this television show. The cast, Oscar Goldman, played by Jack Klugman, Felix Unger by Tony Randall, Myrna Turner by Penny Marshall, Gloria Unger by Janice Hansen, and Murray Greshler by Al Malinaro, who also was in Happy Days. There's a callback. So the, the plot, one is neat, one is a slob. Both are divorced, one needs a place to stay. That's how the fussy photographer Felix Unger and the sloppy sports writer Oscar Madison end up sharing a New York City apartment. The arguments are endless, but funny. It's like watching your parents fight. The chemistry between these two guys is absolutely unmatched. Anytime I turn this on, I'm I'm sticking through the entire episode. It is it is a great show. Some accolades, 14 nominations with three Emmys, Jack Klugman winning two Best Actor, and Tony Randall winning one. Some fun facts about this show, and when I researched this, I was blown away because I didn't even know this. Dean Martin and Mickey Rooney 
were considered as the leads. Now, now let's do another callback. All in the family, Mickey Rooney was offered the Archie Bunker role. A lot of stuff he didn't get. It was the last Friday night sitcom to be nominated for an Emmy. The part of Oscar's ex-wife, Blanche, was played by Brett Summers, Klugman's actual wife, who they wound, uh, wound up staying together. The Odd Couple episode, The Password, was voted number five in TV Guide's top 100 episodes in television history. The episode features Felix and Oscar appearing on the hit TV show, Password. Aristophanes! In 1982, ABC aired an African-American version of The Odd Couple, starring Ron Glass as Felix and Desmond Wilson as Oscar. It was called The New Odd Couple. There was a theater production of an all-female cast. Rita Moreno as Olive Madison and Sally Struthers as Florence Unger. It played nine previews and 295 performances before closing in 1986. And then just recently... On CBS, three seasons, 2015 to 2017, another version of The Odd Couple, Matthew Perry played Oscar Madison and Thomas Lennon played Felix Unger. Same scripts. And I have to say, Thomas Lennon did a spot-on Felix Unger. I had some issues with Matthew Perry, but I enjoyed it because I I remember the scripts and I remember uh, the shows, but... I will go back to the original every time. Now, if there's any doubt what number one is, anybody want to take a guess? Think about it, but here it is. Number one, Seinfeld. Aired on NBC from 1989 to 1998, lasting nine seasons and 180 episodes. The show about nothing. Who would have guessed a show about an oddball group of friends living their mundane lives would become such a hit? The cast... Jerry Seinfeld, played by Jerry Seinfeld. George Costanza by Jason Alexander. Elaine Bennis by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Kramer by Michael Richards and Newman Wayne Knight. This cast, untouchable. The things that Larry David made them do, and it was done with such, such exquisite precision. The show premiered as the Seinfeld Chronicles in 1989, and after it aired... A pickup by NBC, NBC seemed unlikely as the show was offered to Fox, which declined to pick it up. TV critics championed Seinfeld in its early seasons, and even though it was slow to cultivate a substantial audience, for the first three seasons, Jerry's stand-up comedy act would bookend the episode, even functioning as a transition during the show. A few episodes set a benchmark for later seasons. It is simply the best. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld were, the, were pure geniuses at work. George Costanza is hands down one of the best created and embodied sitcom characters of all time. Jason Alexander was magnificent. The clever plot mixed brilliantly, high-class black humor with day-to-day -day situations blown out of proportions which allow the viewers to around the world to relate with the characters. I guess we all tried at least once to open the door the way Kramer did when entering Jerry's apartment. Elaine was one of the best female characters in sitcom history. Truly brilliant. Seinfeld was never afraid to innovate and take the show to new levels. The series covered a wide array of topics never before seen on TV, and the format blazed a trail for similar sitcoms. 
It was clever. It was unpredictable. It was original. It shows how humanity truly is and takes the small things and makes them extremely funny. The best sitcom of all time in my book, it is so different from everything else. Most other sitcoms like Friends, George Lopez, Big Bang Theory, etc. are just the repetitive, witty comment, laugh track over and over again. But Seinfeld was never like that from the beginning to end. They stayed consistent and never ran out of ideas. Many shows copied them throughout the years but failed to match its genius. Some accolades. It was awarded the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series in 1993, the Golden Globe Award for Best TV Series in 1994, and the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy in 95, 97, and 98. Apart from those awards, the show was also nominated for an Emmy Award from 1992-98 for Outstanding Comedy Series, Golden Globe Award in 1994-1998 for Best TV Comedy. Some fun facts about Seinfeld. The opening music for every single episode of Seinfeld is different. Rosie O'Donnell auditioned to play Elaine. There was almost a Jackie Childs spinoff in the works. I didn't tell you to use that bomb. Who told you to use that bomb? The voice of George Steinbrenner was Larry David. And originally, George Costanza was based on Woody Allen before it was based on Larry David. And these two actors were, were running, auditioning to be George Costanza, Chris Rock and Paul Schaefer. I get Paul Schaefer, I guess Chris Rock could have worked, but the, 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 the five of them, I'm including Newman in that, again, that's why it's number one. It's the best show ever. Let's run down this list again. Just the titles. Number 10, I Love Lucy. Number 9, All in the Family. Number 8, Happy Days. Number 7, Cheers. Number 6, Married with Children. Number 5, Everybody Loves Raymond. Number 4, Frasier. Number 3, The Simpsons. Number 2, The Odd Couple. And number 1, Seinfeld. Fight me. I had so much fun doing this episode. Probably not as much fun as my ranting episodes. But I like doing research like this. I like pop culture. I hope you enjoyed this. Please, drop me a line in the comments. I want to know what your top 10 are. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm spot on. This has been The World According to Dick Buttons, Episode 9. This is Dick Buttons. I'm signing off. Everybody have a great day.